Okay, let's do this fucking shit. Welcome to another episode of Sitting Ringside. This is episode number 54. As always, I am your host, Robert Villa. And with, and as always with me, we have Arlo Jumper, David Rodriguez. And making this uh, shit happen is our boy, Rudy Lara. What's cracking, guys? What's up, big dog? How we doing? We're doing good. We're back. Uh, we had a break last week, uh, but we are back. We are live. We are on full force. We have a fucking jam-packed show tonight, fellas. Um, Absolutely. First things first, uh, shout out to uh, Fight TV for uh, having us on their platform. Pandora, iHeartRadio. Exactly. Um, <laughs> everybody that's watching, everybody that's listening, Everybody that's supporting Fightbook MMA and our show sitting ringside, thank you so much for everything that y'all do. Um, quick shout out to our uh, uh, new sponsor. Um, first off, it's going to be Unchained Supplements. Um, Arlo, go ahead and give them a quick plug, bro. Uh, yeah, we'd like to give a shout out to UnchainedSupplements.com. Uh, y'all can find them there right now. And what's awesome is I'm actually taking it. So like I'm gonna I'm marketing with also using myself, you know what I mean? So and don't get me wrong, I had to use the fight book MMA uh, promo code. I didn't get this for free. <laughs> so we got a uh, we got a uh, I got a uh, I'm using the MK two two eight six six, which is like a to help me cut, and then I got the LGD four zero three three, which is actually like to help me tone up while I'm leaning down. Uh, so I just don't you just don't cut all your uh, muscle as you're cutting weight. Also been taking their pre workout. This is their green apple, freaking amazing. Let me tell you. Here's the cool part. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be real with you. If I uh, if if I'm taking something, uh, I'm gonna be real with you, and I'll give you the real review. If it, if it was horrible, I'd say it was horrible. Everyone who knows knows I I detached my bicep tendon last year. Well, I was I was full uh, full recovery is one year post-op, which was this past January 22nd. Well, as y'all know, about two weeks later, COVID hit. So there's been no gyms. And even gyms right now, I'm in a small town. So even in a small town, we're limited to like 10 people in a gym. 
horrible. I mean, I can't get any kind of workout in. So what I've done is I bought a sandbag and been doing sandbag drills with a Bulgarian sandbag. I have I have not felt a pump out of this army, whether it was through physical therapy, whether it was through uh uh post-physical therapy, just trying to re-strengthen the arm. I've not felt a pump in over a year and a half until uh this past Monday when I started using it. Unfreaking real, dude. Like the actual blood flow it sends to these muscles, unreal. I've been trying to get Dave to buy it. I said, Dave, I know you've been wanting to beef up. I was like, I was trying to all that, Dave. I meant to tell Dude. you, Bardo, because I know, I know you, uh, I know you like to throw iron around. Hell yeah, uh, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, like I have not felt a pump out of this arm until, and like it's, it's still solid right now. It hasn't been solid, and I can't even tell you, dude. It's, it's been wow. I, I quit using this arm for anything back in December of 18, had my surgery in January of 19. And so I, it's, it's been since December, beginning, end of November, beginning of December when I tore that, that that's how long it's been since this arm's had a pump. And it's, it, it's held that pump for about three days right now. Wow. That's even, amazing. Even, dude, it is like, and so, so I'm telling y'all, if y'all, you know, want to get, and he's got many different products. Dude, he's got a he's got a uh, testosterone booster. He's got stuff to give you get get you masked out. Uh, like I said, the link is on. Uh, you can either go to www.unchainedsupplements.com uh, or you can go to our our fight book MMA page, and there's a link to it off of there. Mm-hmm. And if not, go to go to fight book MMA uh, the, our Facebook page. We're on. You know, we we put advertisement form on there also. So there's many different ways. You can hit each one of us up individually, and we can send you and hook you up with Noah. I can't remember. I can't pronounce Noah's last name, so I, I haven't tried <laughs> to say. Give him a call. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I like it. I, I highly recommend it. If it if it wasn't, you know, I'd be talking to Noah right now. I'd be like, "Hey, dog, I want a refund. I've used this for a week now. <laughs> I ain't really haven't really felt much." But no, dude, I, I I will give it. I'll give it. Uh, I'll give you my take on it. And I agree. Awesome. So, like I said, go to Unchained Supplements, uh, www.unchainedsupplements.com. Use the promo code FightBookMMA and get 10% off your order. So, that's what I had to do. <laughs> like I said, awesome. I still had to pay for it. Right on. Yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, now that you gave me that review, I'm going to have to buy me some uh, pre workouts because I love me some pre workouts, bro. Oh, dude, that's what I just took before the show. I, I, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> dude, I'm lit right now. I'm ready, I'm ready to get in the fight. There you go. <laughs> um, well, yeah, speaking and then, of, you know. Speaking of comeback fights. <laughs> let, let, me, let me throw out this, this sponsor that we got right now because it just dropped go. today. Um, so... Our uh, sponsored fighter, Natalia Spence, or Spice, she's uh, actually sponsored by HKA USA. Well, the owner reached out to me, and we started talking. Finally, yesterday, I had my, uh, or two days ago, I don't remember, uh, we had our uh, conference call. And now we have, we're going to be having our own line of fight gear. And it's all going to be done through HKA USA. So Fightbook Enemy is going to have their own fucking gear. Yeah, man, we have uh, boxing gloves, MMA gloves. We're going to have fight shorts, um, shin pads. Uh, we're going to have uh, focus mitts. I mean, everything you can think of, we're going to have. Our logo is going to be on it. Um, so shout out to HKA USA. Shout out to the team. 
Um, you know, they've been so freaking helpful and, uh, you know, giving me ideas and, you know, just easy, easy, easy to work with. Um, awesome. So, yeah, um, head out to fightbookmma.com. Click on the uh, the logo or on the side. I'm going to put their uh, our boxing gloves on there so you can just click it and it'll take you to our store. And bam. And, and I'm going to tell you, those boxing gloves are fire. Black Hell yeah. and white, both sets, dude, are, are freaking smoking. Like, I want to hit something with them. Like, I just, yeah. just want to try them. I, I want to put them on and hit something with them or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah shout out to brave as well um you know they've been so supportive with uh everything that we've been doing um soon we'll be uh, getting a lot of their fighters on our show and uh yeah and everybody all the other promotions too that we work uh, work with so uh shout out to all of them um speaking of fighting arlo you got an announcement right or are you gonna, oh, you gonna wait for that the whole world knows oh. man yeah the world knows waiting. I think the world knows what's going to happen with you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But the world knows this one, that it got announced today. And it's that you you can go to their Instagram page and watch them sign the contract that uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. have agreed on terms to fight September 12th, somewhere in California right now, uh, in an eight-round exhibition match. Now, here's the funny thing. Every everybody's like, oh, it's an exhibition. Fighters don't take exhibitions. No, they don't. We we just call them exhibitions. So that <laughs> so, way they don't get so, in trouble. Yeah, because it, I, this is my opinion on it. Because an exhibition is a little bit more probably lenient on what they think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get in there. You still got two dogs, and you can watch that promo and tell that's what they're thinking. They there's still two dogs getting in there. Like, it may be an exhibition to the public, but it ain't to them. And exhibition, eight rounds, that's still a lot of fighting in eight rounds. I think this favors Mike based on the eight round that it's lesser rounds. Like, but, and I hate to say this, man, I've been saying this a lot to people. I don't like Roy fighting. I just don't. Roy, Roy every time he loses, he gets KO'd. Like, and he doesn't get, he's not the guy that gets KO'd. Gets, gets he, knocked goes, out through the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Roy gets not, when he gets hurt, when he gets knocked out, he, he's hurt. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hurt when you get knocked out, but there's different types of knockouts. And Roy, he's dead to the world for like five minutes. Like he's not moving. Those, those are bad. You don't come back from those. Like you don't come back the same person. He, he's been that way for like, four times now, four or five times mm-hmm. that he lost, six times. Uh, so I, I'm looking at it, and I, and I had a lot of people uh, talk with me today about it. They were like, well, you know, look how fast Roy's hands are. Listen to that pop, the mitts. He's popping mitts. Him and that dude's making those mitts pop in that video. Like, I, I, I can make anybody sound like that with the mitts. When you watch mitts that video. Mitts on back. Exactly. Exactly. Mitts don't really help you with your range unless you're working with someone that knows how to hold them for your range. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other main thing that I noticed, man, watch that little fight promo that that's, that Emmett put on a uh, fight book. On the fight book page, I got it on my page. I put it on a couple other pages. But go and look on that. Uh, look at my page and find the, the promo video. When you watch Mike... Mike's on his toes. You can the last part of that video. It shows Mike. Mike's on his toes, exploding, hips moving. 
foot's driving. Watch Roy Jones hit those mitts. Feet are flat. He's barely pulling up off his toes when he's throwing his, his hands. He walks like an 80-year-old man in there. Roy's got some serious bad knees going on right now. Real quick, is it is it me or did uh, Roy Jones, uh, when he was hitting those mitts, did it look like he was wearing sandals? He was wearing sandals. Was like, he? Oh, yeah. Come on, how are you going to be training in sandals? I mean, are you not you taking ain't it? Training. He's not taking yeah. it serious. See, the well, thing and, is, too, we've uh, been looking forward to who is actually going to be the opponent. Like, there was names out there from John Jones to Holyfield to just about everybody else. Cusimano. Even our next week's guest, Joey Cusimano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was supposed to join us tonight. So it's kind of, I mean, like you said, Arlo, I agree. Roy Jones in the end of his career. I mean, as many guys as he deaded in his career, in the top of his career, I mean, ultimate killer. But seeing the training footage, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's only – it's limited, of course, because, you know, like you said, the gyms, there's not a whole lot of uh, people that are out there, you know, training. But trop, uh, uh, props to uh, Cordero, Kings MMA, making it work for Mike Tyson, making him look sharp. And, I mean, the videos don't lie. I mean, and especially uh, Max Kalerman interviewed Mike Tyson today and it's just straight up Mike uh, Kellerman asked, you know, why, why would you go in there? The risks involve your age, uh, boxing's dangerous, but Mike Tyson clearly said, I could still do it. I still look good. And he believes he can do it. And um, I'm honestly not surprised Roy Jones is the opponent. Cause it's kind of a, it's a big name. You know, the boxing, you know, for the past 20 years, 15 years, Roy Jones was top of his game, but um, him mm-hmm. stepping up to fight iron Mike, uh, 53. I think what Mike is 50, right? And Roy's 51. So, yep. I think Mike takes him out, and it's probably going to be pretty nasty. I mean, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. And, and you know, yeah. Go ahead, Rudy. Drop, drop some knowledge with it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Tyson's going to knock his head off. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 going to be fun, bro. I was talking to somebody today, and. I mean, th- these guys are up in age, and a lot of people might knock it, but it's fun to take that trip down nostalgia. Memory lane. Yeah, absolutely. Two respected fighters. These guys I grew up watching, man. I love watching these guys fight, and I would have never thought in a million years they'd fight each other. But um, yeah. it's cool that it's happening, man. Uh, I don't think Roy Jones is going to be able to, to take those punches. Like you said, bro, He's just he's been knocked around too many times. I really don't want to see him fight, but if he's going to fight, let him fight Tyson, make that money, and uh, good luck, bro. You're going to need it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know you know what? The main thing that I see is Roy has no legs. His speed ain't the same. He's quick. He still looks fast to the, to the untrained eye, but he's just quick in my opinion. Uh, He's not fast anymore. His power isn't there. His legs ain't there. His reflexes aren't there anymore. And the reason Roy Jones looked like he had lightning fast reflexes was because he had lightning fast feet and he kept you off balance. He always moved. He had his he, his footwork. Even if he and he would he knew how to judge himself right outside of your range, and he doesn't do that anymore because his legs are flat. You don't have that bounce to get out one more inch or two more inches. And the next thing is, is he, his chin is gone. Like he never had a great chin, but what chin he had is one, one, one solid punch. And you watch him go uh, jelly leg. He just goes straight jelly legged every time now. One solid punch from Mike, his jaw's going to break. Yeah. And then like where uh, D-Rod was talking about 
the Max Kellerman interview and he said, oh, I still think I can do it. We all think we can still do it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I'm like, Mike was getting knocked out by guys who were way lesser than than a, uh, Roy Jones. And Roy Jones now may not have been able to beat those guys that Mike was getting knocked out by. And that's just because you're getting up there, you know? Mike's, mm-hmm. And like I said, Mike, Mike's footwork to me isn't the same. That's, that's where Mike becomes a punching bag. You take young Mike Tyson, man, he was everywhere. The head, moving, the head mm-hmm. was moving with his feet. He'd take a step right, boom, he's going this way. He'd take a step left this way. You know, and there was there was so much more to Mike Tyson when he was fighting that there was so much more to Mike Tyson when he was fighting that that people didn't see. You know, he put that jab up. Bam, I'm over here. He put that jab up again. Bam, I'm over here. And, you know, so there there was just so much that that he that he that he does that he don't do now. But he's going to hurt. He's going to hurt Mike or he's going to hurt Roy. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see him. Go ahead. I say also like I mean being that it is a pay-per-view I mean are we going to see a continued trend of you know boxing matches like this like not necessarily Mike against Roy like this is probably the last thing we thought we'd see in 2020 but 2020 keeps getting on getting crazy we're going to see Iron Mike return to the ring in about a month and a half's time but uh, based on like the undercard I don't know how they fill it up with I think like Nate Robinson from the NBA is apparently oh my god <laughs> like, does this generate yeah. like a lot of interest and like pay per view buys? Are they no. just going to be the roof? I mean, what do y'all think? No, I, I hate it. I hate it. Realistically, uh, we, we can't that, hear you. That's, that's a, oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, real realistically, that's a, that's a joke fight. Mm-hmm. That, fights like that. Fights like that is what takes away from from the main from the main event. Yep. Realistically, I, I would have put Joey Joey Cusimano should have been the undercard because he's the guy wanting to fight Tyson. Yep. They should have let because Mike's saying I still got it. Mike's taking Mike's taking Roy Jones as a tune-up. In my opinion, if I sit here and yeah. say I still oh, yeah. got it, I'm taking Roy Jones as a tune-up. Well, yep. the man calling him out uh, is you know is Joey Cusimano. Who does he fight for? What's that company? Berto? CES, What's the promotion? CES Boxing. Yes, yes. And those people gave gave Mike one hell of a hell of an option. Mm-hmm. They said one million dollars to fight him, guaranteed. And they would give him a million and donate just as much to a charity. And the thing yep. I like about those people is they're looking out for the best interest of Mike. They're going to give him some money. They're going to. Pro- they even said they would properly test him. I mean, that's a great option. They should have Kusumano on there just just in case, just in case to make it a legitimate card that it's a real boxer fighting a real contender or a real fighter that wants to piece of Tyson, so they can both kind of display their talent on there and then. Let Kusumano call him out after he wins. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, man. I mean, um, let's uh, let's see what uh, Joey has to say, man. Next uh, next Thursday next night. I mean, yeah, we're gonna have him on the show. We can even touch on more on this subject. Absolutely. Um, you know, and see what his and take I, is on on his. Him. Yeah, what his take is on this fight that that just announced and not uh, taking the fight uh, from him. So. Um, but yeah, for sure, we'll 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 get back onto this subject, man. Um, but like I said, guys, we have a lot to cover ton. tonight, man. Ton. Um, we need to play we had, first. Yeah, we had uh, UFC uh, the pay per view two fifty one. Um, mm-hmm. Let's just touch on real quick on uh, Usman versus Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that fight turned out the way it did. Uh, it was not an exciting fight like uh, everybody else thought it was going to be. Yep. We all thought that uh, Street Jesus was going to baptize Usman. It never happened. Um, Usman did take that. the yeah. Usman did take the fight six days uh, in advance, but you know a lot of people were saying that he has been training. There's a difference between training for a fight, but training your there's a and but actually training for a contracted fight. Mm -hmm. I think the big difference so, was it, uh, his training. Is not going to compare to Usman's training that he's done his whole fucking life. There's no way you're going to be able to get that level of wrestling knowledge in in a short camp, let alone a full one. Exactly, exactly. He, now we all thought that Usman was going to come in and take this fight, you know, in dramatic fashion. I mean, he was talking all kinds of shit and all this other stuff. But what did he do? He was just holding him against the cage stomp. and foot stomps. Like mm -hmm. David said, he holds the record of the most foot stomps in the UFC rec uh, history. Congratulations. Yeah. But ultimately, <laughs> though, like, we all made our prediction. I think it was two and two. Uh, I seen the fight playing out exactly the way it was. Not necessarily the foot stomps, but uh, he damn well controlled Mazadal. That's his game plan. I mean, he said it himself post-fight. If he had extra time uh, to stand up and, you know, and really pick his shots, just kind of like the Colby Covington fight, I think it would have been a very similar fight. Uh, Usman's dangerous in his own ways. I, I give him some credit for yeah, I mean, he'll break your toes. And put, putting his legacy <laughs> on the line against a dangerous guy in the Masvidal. But uh, in the end, it ultimately uh, it proved that the there's the drawing power there for Masvidal. I think the pay-per-view generated 1.3 million. It ranks fourth amongst, you know, all-time all UFC pay-per-views. So a lot of buys there, a lot of interest in this card. But the fight ending the way it did, I mean, people thought Masvidal was going to start him. Usman's a true champ for a reason, and um, what what's next for him, I don't know. Um, the St. Pierre fight's not in play. Obviously, George St. Pierre said that's a no-no, but I'd uh, love to see it. But Usman sits on the shelf for a while, and uh, maybe they get that Masvidal, Kobe Covington fight booked real soon. I think yep. I think that whole card was it was like a solid nine. The the entire card was great until the the co-main and then the main. The co-main, freaking Holloway got robbed. I don't care what anybody says, he got robbed in my opinion. All right. All right, before we change gears, I got to talk about the Masvidal fight. I I didn't like the fight. I don't think it was just his spectacular wrestling. I think there's, like Berto said, there's a difference between, in my opinion, there's a difference between being in shape and fight shape, and that's what it proved. Masvidal wasn't out of shape, or he never would have took the fight, but he wasn't in as fight shape as he wanted to be. And what he should have done was what he half-assed tried to do. Round one, I gave round one to Masvidal. Masvidal put a lot of punches out, kept him away, put a lot of strikes in his face, and kept him away. Thing was, he gassed out. After that, he just looked done. And and then Usman never gave him the chance to even throw a desperation shot. Mm -hmm. You know, just some something that could change change the tide of the fight. He never gave him none of that chance. He just put him against the cage because Usman didn't whoop his ass. He got he looked worse because he head butted him. True. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, there was a head. There's a clash of heads right there. Mm -hmm. Two head butts. There's the one that cut him on the forehead, and the one that cut him on the eye. And so if Uz, yeah, yeah, and then he does the dick twist. I mean, I I wasn't it's impressed scary. by Usman. I wasn't impressed yeah, he, by Usman. U Usman did. I, I'll give him credit. He did what he had to do to win, but he yeah. didn't do what he said he was going to do. 
And that makes True. you that that makes that makes you a punk, in my opinion. Same way I same way I used to say about Floyd Mayweather. When you say I'm going to do this and this and this to a man, go out there and do it. That's that's the perfect time. You're in the world to do it. This is the hurt business. But instead, you come out there and stomp on his toes ninety fucking thousand times. Well, <laughs> congratulations, you're you're the stomp king. I mean, to a guy that was gassed out, and, and yeah. everybody kept talking about Usman's. Uh, Usman's uh, cardio, Usman's tank on that on that pay per view. Well, he should have ended it because you could see Masvidal was done. Rounds four and five, Masvidal looked just done, and nothing. He didn't take chances. He, yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't go for that gusto. So that that tells me he's not as badass as he says because mm-hmm. someone needs to push him to see if he's that badass. Covington got close. Covington got close and kept. But Covington didn't go for that gusto either. No. So, and Masvidal, Masvidal in shape would have been a dog that would have went for it. Yep. Because he tried in round one, but fucking blew his wad in round one because he was in fucking, he was just in shape instead of fight shape. And I mean, hell, you you all watched. I'm sure you all seen it too. You seen where he landed in one of those foreign countries on his way to, uh, uh, on his way to Fight Island. He bought pizza. that pizza and <laughs> was eating fucking pizza. He was eating pizza. Yeah, so I mean that tells me take <laughs> the most out of it. Fuck it, right? I, I think, I think Masvidal was trying to go out there, come out, and thought he was going to knock him out. That's my final thing. Is I thought he, I think he thinks that round one was going to happen. But go ahead, D. Rod, wrap it up. No, no, no. We talked about it. Uh, you said it, Arlo. I thought it was a win-win for Masvidal. I think he came out even a winner, and he has a lot. He's a star. He showed that the drawing mm-hmm. power is there. It wasn't because of Kamara Usman, obviously. Even mm-hmm. though nope. But uh, in y'all opinion, does it devalue the BMF title? Like you said, Arlo, it might have happened if he got stopped or if he got just totally annihilated. I mean, it was a 50-45, but we've seen the fight. We know what happened there. Uh, but mm-hmm. obviously, Asvidal's next fight is probably defending the BMF title against Nate Diaz or Colby Covington. That's what's up. I, I don't think it, it uh, you know, um, what, what was the word that you said, David? That devalues the belt. Devalue, there you go. Yep. I don't think it does, because he wasn't no. he wasn't defending that belt. No, he was, and, he, and he took the fight for short notice, so it wasn't like he. There was nothing bad, motherfucker, about Usman that night. Sorry, yeah, there, exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. he just read my mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Usman, there was Usman dry nah. humped him to a victory. Usman yep. dry humped him to a victory. So I mean that there's nothing badass about that. Newsman. Does it devalue it a little bit? A little bit. I'll say a little bit only because the Nyquilian nightmare. Oh, only because Masvidal let him dry hump. It. You know what I mean? Like Masvidal still got into the situation that let him get dry humped into a fucking loss. So that that's why it devalues it a little bit, but not enough where I'm like, oh, I fucking know he don't need that belt. No, and. There's always a, an asterisk beside everything most of the time, and that asterisk's going to be the fact that he took the fight on six fucking days' notice, and it showed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it showed in the second round when his mouth's hanging open, he's breathing fucking heavy. But to devalue it, I will say just a little, based on the fact that he, the bad motherfucker, got dry humped to a loss. That's the only reason I'll say it devalued it just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I know, D-Rod, shake your hand. No, no, no. It did not get yeah. devalued. No, but I was going to say, speaking of asterisks, leading into the co-main, um, you know, you always got to beat the champ to be the champ. Uh, Absolutely. Max Holloway got fucked twice in a row, possibly, and 
Fast people can say what they want. I told y'all. I told y'all he was going to lose. <laughs> That's all that happened. Don't be giving yeah. him yeah, unfortunately, Max, though, the first time, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got to be the, to beat the champ, you got to really beat the champ. And I think both Kanowski the first time, that wasn't enough to take Max Holloway out there. Max is one of the greatest featherweights of all time. I think it does. Uh, well, <laughs> the second time around, I mean, we always go by You just want to piss off David. <laughs> Like how how shitty like I mean like what are they what is, does, he, does he fight a the Korean zombie or he's gonna fight some killer again and maybe he gets back to a third fight with Volkanovski but doesn't really make sense right now but he's in a it shitty doesn't. spot. Yep, yeah. it, he is. Um, maybe maybe like you said, maybe Max does need to fight the Korean zombie. You know, it's and 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 then then from there if he wins in you know, the way that Dana White likes his fighters to win, then maybe they'll give him a sh- a title, another title shot. But it can't be so quick. It just it can't. Uh, Max needs to just chill for a little bit, get his, get everything right up here, and then take on whoever they put him next. No, I know what's going to happen. Rudy, you got to cue up the music. I have a theory on why Max lost the fight. Wow, that's Jose Aldo. Well, Jose Aldo got destroyed, but Volkanovski, undefeated champion. We know who he trains with, Israel Adesanya out of New Zealand. Possibly the UFC has plans to put on a show down there. Two undefeated champions bring a huge show down there. All three fighters that won that night, undefeated champions in the UFC. Yep. Yep. So, uh, well, lost, uh, yeah. What he did. did. He of, lost. Uh, of uh, the Rose Namajunas fight. Oh, that was a badass fight, bro. Badass fight, right? Fucking badass. That, that Rose, Rose learned, dude. Fights, and then it fizzled out after that one. Yep, it sure did. Um, I think Rose learned from her mistake from getting um, into the clinch with uh, Jessica. Bro, and uh, Rudy. Yeah. In, in, uh, in uh, women's MMA. Hey, Rudy. Right Hey Rudy, uh, Jimmy just messaged me and said last time y'all had issues with it, you had to go through Messenger. Oh, so just send the send send him the invite. I did through Messenger. What do you mean through Messenger? I sent it to him the same way. No, the last time, man. Okay, send send me the link through uh, Facebook Messenger, and I'll send it to him. And speaking on the topic of Rosa, like you said, Rob, she learned from the last fight that uh, definitely pieced her up in the first round, got into the clinch situation, got dumped on her head, uh, but was w- winning the fight. Um, I, given uh, Andrade had a big third round, landed some huge shots and went for broke. But um, like we talked about when we broke this fight down, uh, this mm-hmm. is a fight where it's a fresh matchup where Rose Namahunas definitely wants to fight with Zhang Wali. Mm-hmm. That fight's going to happen soon, and I think Rose becomes a two-time champion as she takes out an undefeated Zhang, too. Yep, yep. I think I think that that is a valid point right there, brother. Um, what did you think about it's, it's, uh, it's, Peter Jan beating the shit out of Aldo? <laughs> oh, my Poor God. Aldo. Dude, that was horrible. Poor Aldo. <laughs> Poor ja Rule. Let, let's talk about that, too, real quick, before we get uh, Jimmy on the show. I uh, who who said Aldo was gonna get stopped? 
I picked Aldo. I picked the OGs, so I was wrong, who, dead wrong. Who, who who said Aldo was gonna get? Who said Aldo was gonna get stopped? I said he was you did. Stop you. <laughs> 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 I, I just want to remind everybody real quick. <laughs> yeah, you, it, it was you. Damn it. And, and was I right though? Al, Aldo looked old. Oh, shit. There, there's the man. All right. Well, everybody, uh, we got to welcome our uh, guest. Um, he just uh, finished his weight cut for tomorrow. Jimmy the Brit, the click. Um, bro, how's it going, man? Hey, man, it's going great, man. Thanks for having me on. No, nah, man. Hey, thanks, uh, for being th- on, thanks for being on, man. Especially just finishing up the weigh-ins. And now you're getting yourself ready for tomorrow so you can fight in the main event for the title at LFA. So, dude, you're a beast. Thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you all, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Weight cut went really well. We got away at 1 o'clock. So uh, I'm really uh, feeling good right now. Got all my hydrated up. Got my food in me. I've already ate a few times. We're already up about 15 pounds and feeling great. Heck yeah. How's Heck that yeah. nose, man, after that COVID test? That was pretty fucked up. Dude, that was probably the worst thing, no matter the results <laughs> tomorrow, man. Like, fucking, that COVID test sucks. <laughs> took it like a champ. Yes, sir. Well, Jimmy, um, for everybody that doesn't know who you are, if you can just uh, tell everybody who you are, where you train, um, and uh, what's going on tomorrow night. My name's Jimmy the Brick Flick. I was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I'm 13 and five as a professional. I train at Forza Combat Sports in Broken Arrow for my Muay Thai. And I train at Thunder Kick Fitness in Tulsa for my Brazilian Jiu Jitsu under Thomas Longacre. Um, tomorrow night I'll be fighting for the LFA 125 title. Badass, man. That is freaking awesome. Like I said, man, thank you so much for being on the show. I know that it, uh, you know, this is a time for you to focus and be ready and, you know, get the distractions away from you, um, being that it's going to be a big, big uh, night for you tomorrow night. Um, you know, you're fighting for the vacant flyweight uh, title. Um, you know, uh, like I said, man, thanks again. And you know, you, you've uh, been pretty active on our Facebook group as well, man. You've been winning those uh, topology picks, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've won a few, man. I really enjoy it. That's why I wanted to make sure I came on tonight, man. I really love Fight Book MMA, and I enjoy everything y'all do and keep us up to, up to date on everything. So I had to get on here for sure. And thanks for joining us on the uh, the Fight Companion two weeks ago. That was fun, bro. I actually tested positive for COVID, and... That Saturday was my worst fucking day, bro. I was dying. And uh, people like you, man, help help push it along. It was badass, man. I had a lot of fun. We had 8,000 views, bro, by the end of the show. So, good. That's, that's freaking awesome, man. I'm yeah. glad y'all brought me on. And I really appreciate y'all. Hell yeah, man. Uh, Jimmy, we'll, we'll, we're going to need to talk here pretty uh, off, off air and uh, see what we can do as far as uh, sponsoring you. That would be awesome, man. I would love to work something out. Yes, sir. So uh, I'll, I'll message you, man. Hell yeah. So tomorrow, LFA 86, 
you are going to be headlining this uh, event with uh, Fisher, Greg Fisher. He's 13 and 5. Um, what, what are your thoughts of him, and uh, how do you see this fight ending, bro? Um, Greg Fisher's 10 and 1. Uh, I'm the 13 and 5 one, just by the way. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Greg oh, Fisher, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw that number wrong. <laughs> yeah, all good. But Greg Fisher's a tough dude. Uh, I yep. don't think he's fought as many uh, a high caliber fighters I've, as I have, but his mm -hmm. last four fights, he has fought some good guys. Um, so I'm excited. He's, his one loss is only by a decision. So not only do I want to beat him, I want to be the first one to finish him. I know he's signed with a high management company, and he's also been training out at uh, Greg Winkle Jackson's over there with them guys. So he's been doing that for a few years. So I know he's a game opponent, and he's coming to fight just like I am. And I'm excited to go out there, fight in front of no fans during this pandemic. And it's just something I'm going to be able to talk about for the rest of my life. What are your thoughts on that, man, with uh, having no fans? I mean, I know you're used to fighting in front of a crowd, you know, and everybody chanting and having your family there and your friends, um, you know, feeling that vibe, feeling that uh, love from everybody. Now that, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, we're not going to see that, you know. I mean, is that something that you feed off of or is it just business as usual? Yeah, by the end, no matter what, by the end of the day, we're going in there to punch each other in the face. Um, I've been doing this for a real long time, and uh, every time I go out there and fight, I just hear my cornermen. I don't hear my fans. So if anything, I just think I'm going to hear them better and uh, be able to solidify what I need to do while I'm out there. And I'm excited. Like I said, in like 20 years, I'm going to be able to talk about this. Me, my coach, and my buddy, we flew up to Sioux Falls, South Dakota with no fans, been wearing these masks everywhere, kind of, you know, quarantined here in the hotel a little bit. And uh, it's, a, it's a great experience, man. And I'm super excited to go out there tomorrow night and uh, show the world what I'm about. You're, you're making history, bro. You're making history. There's not a lot of sports going on in the world right now. And then the sports that are going on, they make it all political and it, I don't know. It's a big turnoff, man. The thing I love about MMA, there's none of that bullshit. It's just you get what you what you pay for, man. And I think we're gonna have a great event tomorrow night. Uh, you guys are competing with, uh, I think, bare knuckle boxing as well. So it's gonna be Bellator. Fun, yeah, and Bellator. I'm gonna be watching LFA, man. Definitely be watching. Mm -hmm. Actually, I'm gonna be watching all of them. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'll have <laughs> I'll have it set up and watch all of them, but. It's going to be pretty badass, man. Um, it must be exciting knowing that there's not a lot of shit going on, you know, and you guys are you guys are doing it big, man, doing it big. Yeah, man. I got a lot of uh, people doing watch parties. Uh, I got my sponsors doing watch parties. I sold over 140 fight shirts for this, so I know I have a big support system back in Oklahoma. It really excites me to know when I get that win, places are going to be going crazy. And uh, we're going to go back home Saturday night, Saturday night and celebrate with everybody. So it's an amazing experience. And like I said, I, I'm super pumped for this opportunity. Now, now you live in uh, Oklahoma, and our co-host, uh, Arlo, he lives in Oklahoma. I think y'all are neighbors or live in the same town. So I don't know. Have y'all met yet or not really? No, we haven't met yet. Uh, I didn't know he lived in Oklahoma until my buddy, Michael Stockton, which who is a fighter, is like 
was telling me about it. We live about 30, 45 minutes from each other. Boom. So it's not too bad, but uh, yeah, he helped me get this set up, man. So I didn't even know he lived over there in Oklahoma. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Where is Arlo? Did he disappear on us? He's he's having a restart. He's he's. I sent him an invite. He's jumping right back. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, uh, hey, Jimmy, man, I got a question for you. Dave Rodriguez. Appreciate you jumping on, man. I know it's a big night for you tomorrow. Like, uh, like our, our producer, uh, he said it's it's all eyes on MMA and combat sports right now. A lot of people are really getting into MMA more than ever before, in my opinion. But um, mm -hmm. you know, you're making that you made that trip up north. Um, I got to go mm -hmm. back uh, in memory lane, which man, you fought a friend of mine. He's from my hometown. I believe it, it was your second pro fight. Anthony Sessions, what do you remember ah. about that fight in 2011, man? Dude, uh, he put the grind on me. I was only 1-0 at the time, and he was yeah. like 4-4. Four and four. Uh, We fought in a boxing ring, which, you know, usually doesn't go good for grapplers. Uh, yeah. We also fought in El Paso, which is at altitude. So uh, I actually trained out of Greg Jackson for that. So that's wow. kind of funny because my opponent's out of Greg Jackson's now. Um, my yeah. coach, Hector Munoz, took me up there. And I put four weeks up there for that fight. And because uh, I knew Anthony Sessions, he trains out of Albuquerque as well with fit, you know. So uh, mm -hmm. it was a tough fight. I got busted up pretty good by Anthony. Um, but going into that third round, I did not want him to go to the scorecards. And I told my cornerman that. And they were like, well, let's get this finished. So I did what I do best. And I go out there and I got the finish before the end of the fight, man. But he was a tough dude for sure. Oh yeah, no, that's very cool. I see, like going through your record. I remember seeing the fight like years ago because I've I've watched Anthony most of his career. Like a lot of his fights were local shows in Albuquerque or so. I think he fought um, Henry Cejudo like shortly after he fought you. Wow! So, you know, coming Boom, all these. Years there later. we go. Arlo's <laughs> <And then you laughs> right back. And then now you're on the biggest stage. Uh, you're you know fighting for the LFA title. There's a lot of prestige there. I've heard you talk about the Brandon Royval fight in the future, and uh, you know you had you had been previously matched up with him. Uh, timing didn't work out, or so. Um, everything that hit with COVID nineteen. So I know your plans are to raise gold tomorrow. And uh, is that that the ultimate goal is to get in that uh, Dana White contender series, or just get that straight up contract with the UFC and get the call, man? To get the contract would actually be better. You know, I've been a professional for ten years. Uh, I yep. feel the Tuesday night contenders more for these guys to see how they, you know, hold up in a stage like that. Um, yeah. Coming off the stage with LFA with no fans, which kind of like that's what the Tuesday night contender series is going to be. So I've experienced it. Um, I'm 1-0 in Bellator. I fought in Bellator 20 um, in 2010 with Eddie Sanchez, with Jared Hess. But, and I fought a guy that was 6-2, and two, and I was 0-0 on my pro debut. So uh, that's why, if you look me up, my opponent's combined record is 130 wins and 68 losses. So I feel I deserve the shot at the UFC, but if they send me a contract for the Tuesday Night Contender Show and the money is as good as they say it is, it's going to be hard to say no. Well, I'm calling it now, <laughs> bro. You, you win tomorrow yeah. night, you're going to get that contract, brother. Guaranteed. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's the plan. And like I said, I win that bell. Uh, why not have the old LFA champ fight the new current LFA champ? So I really want that Brandon Roy Val fight, baby.
Definitely the fight that I'd love to see. And I think uh, Ray Val making the statement that he did, like you mentioned in, I think, an interview I heard recently, I mean, taking out a top 10 guy, Tim Elliott, inserting himself into the UFC and a top 10. I think he's ranked number 11 now. So, yeah, you entering the UFC, I definitely think you will get uh, a great opponent. The, the 125 division has got a it's, – it's sort of reborn with Davidson Figueredo becoming the champion. Mm -hmm. Very dominant guy. Uh, has a – you know, he defeated Joseph Benavides uh, – Long, you know, ten, a, a guy that's just, you know, known in that division has fought the killers, fought the Demetrius Johnsons, the John Dodsons. So, but yeah, man, we'd love to see you raise gold tomorrow, um, you know, and, and you'd get that call, man, because that's what it's all about. And um, LFA is that that belt's a lot of prestige, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing you take, make that walk tomorrow. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And I can't wait. And I know that they got multiple flyways booked. So if I can, I would like to rally for one of those fights if anybody falls out. I know they got Matt Schnell fighting Nam Fam or uh, uh, Tyson Fam. Tyson Nam, and, yeah. Yeah. So if something was to happen on that one, that's September 12th. So we want to go get this gold. Let them know we're ready. Most of my losses are at 35. I, I technically only have one loss at 125, and that was my first loss to UFC vet Will Capizano for the Legacy Fighting Championship 125 title. So, like I said, I've been in the sport a lot longer than these guys mm -hmm. that are on the Tuesday night contender series. So, I'm hoping if I can go out there and win in fashion, I'll get that shot in the UFC. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I, I like, I love the the fact that you you got numbers, bro. You know the numbers on your opponents, how they add up, <laughs> the total fights. You know your yes, shit, sir. bro. You know your shit. You know your game. You know the sport. I mean, you gotta love it, man. There's, you gotta love that, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and these people need to know that because sometimes they look me up and see I have five losses, but I have five losses to one guy, Chris Gutierrez, which has got a three and one in the UFC, and he's finished a guy with leg kicks in his last fight. You know, and I fought him at 135, and I, I'm a natural flyweight, but we thought the flyweight division was getting cut. So then I turned around and fought Ray Rodriguez when he was 8-1 uh, and one in his last nine fights. And these guys at 135 are big. Uh, I walk around about 142, 145, so I can make 135 on 24-hour notice. So when I fight at 35, it's easier for me to cheat, you know, not stay as motivated on, you know, getting my physique and my body and everything where it needs to be. At flyweight, everything's got to be on point. We can't take no chances at missing weight. This was my best weight cut ever. Um, I hit 125 30 minutes right before the scale Why I could rehydrate back up and put that weight back on. Uh, I was 127 yesterday, the day before. So I got a good meal in last night and got up this morning, got that work in and was on weight, no problem. What did you eat, man? Uh, first thing I went down to this little healthy place, got me a smoothie. Got me a nice chicken sandwich, a banana. I've had all kinds of snack stuff. And then we had to do the media stuff. And then I went over to Olive Garden, got that uh, chicken spaghetti, with <laughs> double chicken. <laughs> I went back to the smoothie shop, got another smoothie. I got all kinds of snacks I've been on. Like I said I, about an hour ago, I was 137.8. And I've already, you know, been munching on stuff. And then I got my... I just had my chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk, and uh, I like to get one or two of those in the day before the fight. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask your fighters that, dude. What, what did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
That's awesome, man. Um, Arlo, you got anything for for Jimmy before we uh, let him go? Because I know he's got to got to rest. And absolutely, man. Uh, nothing, man. Just I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we finally got you on the show. I've covered you for a while for a fight book. Uh, it's it's awesome having you on here, man. I, I I hope the best for you tomorrow night. How do you feel mentally, physically, emotionally, everything that you know? For this big ride, this is the biggest fight for you right now. How, how do you feel all that? Uh, most of the time going to the fight, man, uh, I want to make sure that I know I put the work in. Um, that's why Absolutely. I'm so confident right now is uh, I know I put the work in. I didn't cheat. I didn't skip no training sessions. I did everything I had to do from my sprint to my cardio to my sparring to my jiu-jitsu to my CrossFit. I do CrossFit three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I didn't miss no days. I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning to get to CrossFit three times a day. I work a full-time job still, so I, I know I made the sacrifices. My wife had to wake up and take me to the airport on her birthday, like, and my wife didn't get to come, you know. It's only the yeah. little sacrifices, but it was sacrifices that we made because she knows the opportunity that we got here. I know the opportunity that I got here. So it's going to be amazing. So Absolutely. I know I made all the sacrifices. So when I make that walk, I'm 100% confident. I did everything in my power to walk away with that strap. Absolutely. And, and, and like, I, I can see the real confidence. You, you're not just talking. You, you can feel what you're saying. I love it. I love it, man. You're going to whoop some ass tomorrow night. Trust me. I feel it, dog. I feel it. This, this, this is the big time. This, this, this is the step before the big time, baby. We got you. We got you back here, man. We're going to holler with you. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all bringing me on. Like I said, I love fight book MMA. I do all the, you know, the um, picking for the fights and everything. I'm, obviously, I'm not going to pick on my fight, though. <laughs> but oh, come I love, on. I love how y'all did that, man, just for me, man. I really appreciate it, man. And, yeah, I can't thank y'all enough. Hey, before yeah. we let you go, Jimmy, before we make a lot of bold predictions on here, but you're the man that's stepping in there making that walk. At the end of the night, tomorrow at 10 p.m., whatever, I think you're getting in the cage about 9, 30, 10. That's the way it goes down tomorrow, and how do you, how you bringing that goal back to Oklahoma? A finish, baby. That's all I want to do is get that finish. I do not like to go to the scorecards. Out of 18 pro fights, we've only hit the scorecards three times. Uh, one time I fought Tim Sosa, another guy from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Fought him mm -hmm. fought him in his home. Yep, I fought him in his hometown. Uh, for King of the Cage, I took him down and dominated him every round. You can check it out on UFC Fight Pass. He did beat me up a little bit, but for the time control and everything I had in that fight, I feel I should have won, and I lost by unanimous decision, and I have not been to the scorecard since. The two yeah, decision no wins I have is the one in Bellator, and I fought that guy again for the IXFA 125 title two fights later because he was like, oh, well, I didn't take you serious and blah, 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 you know, and it was my first pro fight. So I fought him again and beat him Bertha De Leon by decision. So uh, two guys uh, only went to the scorecards with me. I feel like I got screwed on one, and then the other one got beat up for eight rounds. So um, I'm looking out there. I'm ready for five, five minutes if it goes there. Uh, I know he is as well. But I like to get that finish and leave them judges out of it. You never know who's judging a fight, man. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking to get that finish. It don't matter where, as long as it's a finish. Awesome. 
Right on, man. That's uh, that's really awesome to hear. And um, like I said, we we we've always been a fan of yours on uh, you know, in the Facebook group. Um, you know, we're always uh, tagging you and supporting everything that you do. You know, all your videos that you share, and you know, just uh, yeah, man. Five Book MMA. We, we've always been a fan of yours. So, um, you know, we're gonna have your back uh, tomorrow night. You know, everybody, uh, everybody's gonna be uh, on that thread. Tomorrow night when Rudy does is who you got. So a um, lot of support there, brother. Thank y'all, man. I really appreciate it, man. And hopefully we get this strap and we can come back on and talk some more, baby. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah, bro. Even if you don't, we'll still get you back on, man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Right on. Well, uh, Jimmy, um, we're going to let you go so that way you can, um, you know, just chill, relax, get focused. Um, anybody you want to shout out, um, any of your sponsors and uh, where they can, uh, the fans can find you on social media. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Flick. You can also follow my fan page, Jimmy the Brick Flick. And I have Instagram at the underscore brick underscore MMA. And, yes, I'd love to give a shout-out to my sponsors. I'll make it quick because I have a lot of them. Harvest Health, The Plug 918, Midwest Extract, Ryan and Rose Roofing, Seth from Keller Williams Realty, Simpsons Truck Lining, Broadway Barber, Core Hog, Big Elk Energy and Gas, All Britain Plumbing, Keystone Chevrolet. You'll need somebody to go buy a car from Keystone Chevrolet. Let them know I sent you. Cost of Plastics. Code Zero Customs, HKA USA, they got amazing gear. Micah Stockton, my training partner, my friend, and now my uh, New York life agent. So got that life insurance. <laughs> up my boy Newton, my boy Micah. Blue Line Signs, Primary Colors, Retro Relic, Evolved Health and Wellness, Tulsa Sport Acupuncture, The Office on Main. They're going to be doing a watch party for me. Frostbit Sand Springs, Forza Combat, Thunderkick Fitness, and Fighting for Autism. I'm official ambassador for Fighting for Autism, and I love to support them. So uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody. It really motivates me when you have that many sponsors. I got to have it writ written down where I can give them all some love. <laughs> uh, hopefully, y'all jump on board too, and we'll be giving some more love out to Fight Book MMA. You know, what hell yeah, brother. We'll, we'll 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 make it happen, bro. We'll make it happen. Heck yeah, man! I appreciate y'all, man, and uh, I hope y'all enjoy the fight tomorrow night. We'll be Hell yeah, brother! Okay. We'll be watching. Thank you so much, man, and uh, we'll catch you uh, later. Okay. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Right on, bro. Too, bro. Take it easy. Right on. That was awesome to be able to have him on the show. Jimmy's a badass dude, man. I, I enjoy talking to him. I enjoy talking to him about hearing the, uh, the fight companion. And he's just, he, you could tell, like Arlo said, man, he's got a confidence, a swag about him, bro. I know yep. he's going he's gonna to go in there and do what he says he's going to do. Jimmy can fight his ass off, man. I've watched him about every event that we cover. I've seen him probably, uh, I don't know how many times in Tulsa fight. So I, I knew from the jump, man, this dude had something. He had something. Like I said, he can fight his ass off. Yeah. I'm glad he yeah, remembered the Japanese Sessions fight, though. That's really cool. That's old school era right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, guys, uh, we got another event to uh, talk about. Qatar versus Ige. 
Uh, that was like a seven, solid seven and a half, maybe. It wasn't that great. <laughs> yep. I think it was a, that's, that's a seven. I think it's one of those fight cards that you just like say, yeah, it was on and let's move on. <laughs> it was okay for a Wednesday. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got nothing else better to do. Let's just go ahead and watch some UFC fights. Yeah. Calvin Cal Cater uh, solidified himself as like a top guy at 45, even though there's, uh, I mean, the contenders underneath him, it's, that's just shark tank. You know what I mean? But uh, that's a five round fight for him. Uh, he needs more of those. Uh, if he's going to fight for the belt, I mean, I know he had a, com a really competitive fight with Zabit, and I think Zabit is probably in line for a title shot. Well, I don't Zabit know how needs to, to fight Yair first, and I think the fight to make for Qatar would be Chan Sung Jung, and the winner between those four fighters should get the shot. Yeah. Uh, well, get yeah. the runner-up shot, and then the winner of those two It's kind of like a tournament bracket, you know what I'm saying? Chan Sung Jung, mm -hmm. Calvin Cater, Yair versus Zabit, the winner of those fights fight each other. For the title shot. Yep. Yeah, I very think well said. Think about uh, they should really consider doing something like that for the featherweight division. There's so many killers. Like, yep. I mean, say Cal Calvin Cater. I mean, was pretty much unscathed coming out of uh, the Ige fight, given the broken nose that was already a pre-existing injury. But yeah. uh, the more round fights he can get, I mean, he, he proved that he could main event uh, a fight night card. You know what I mean? Like it was in Fight Island, but if they revert back to the the UFC Apex Center, uh, he could definitely take on the Zombie in a main event. Uh, he could take on a uh, Brian Ortega. But with Volkanovski sitting on top, uh, there's some controversial stuff going on with maybe Henry Cejudo fighting him. But we don't know if that's going to be the case because if he, if it does happen, I won't be surprised because the UFC wants to stack these cards. They want to bring a you know a big fight and why not bring Triple Cringe back and see if he can actually take out Volkanovski and take that shine because mm -hmm. I would love to see it. I don't give a shit. I want to see that fight. I really do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I agree with what you said, D-Rod, about they need to do more something like that, like a tournament style. I, dude, that, that would run so deep and so long, it, it would make the pay-per-views just, you know, money, dude. I mean, it, that's like you said, that's what people want to see. Yeah, do what, uh, what Bellator used to do. Yep. And you I mean, know, it would, before, it, before it, it Scott would, Cocker got uh, involved with Bellator, you know, they were doing mm -hmm. those uh, tournaments. And I used to, and I, that's, that was one thing that always got me hooked with Bellator was those tournament style uh, events. Absolutely. And, and you know, you yeah. don't have to make, go ahead. No, I, th I think it's necessary at, at two divisions right now, maybe three, but definitely the 45 division. Because say you put the top five contenders on there, doesn't have to be the entire card of it, but really, really heavy on uh, whatever weight class. Whoever's the most impressive, they get the shot. Because we've seen mm -hmm. number six contenders uh, bump up and you know and get the title shot. But I think at 35, it's necessary because Peter Jan's such a dominant champion right now. There's so many guys underneath him where they don't necessarily want to match him up. Like Aldo kind of got penciled in there because the Marlon Marias fight. But Marlon Marias mm -hmm. is a guy that should be right there they should get the mm -hmm. shot but he's probably not going to get the next shot but uh like i said two divisions where i think it should happen is 35 and 45 45 yeah, absolutely 25 possibly but uh davidson mm. figure is a fucking animal though like that guy i don't know who's gonna beat he's, that guy he's gonna, he's gonna destroy anybody that gets in his way bro <laughs> and he's a freaking hairdresser exactly he's a full-time hairdresser <laughs> and he steals <laughs> wives <laughs> And, and you know what I love about the tournament style, though? It makes the best fight the best. You know what I mean? You take the top six guys, put them all in one, let them mix it out, and someone's going to be king of the mountain before it's over. 
Yep. And, and they all talk shit for most of life too, along oh, the lines absolutely. of cards. So even yeah. better. So and since you know, we, uh, since we brought up Figueredo, can we talk about that card? Because I thought it was a fucking awesome card, bro. That was like a solid yeah. nine. Before that, Absolutely. let's 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 do the next the next card that happened after that was the LFA. Um, oh. It was LFA eighty five. Um, you know that, like me and David, we even said on in the chat room that was the better event than the Wednesday night. Oh yeah, I the believe. Hughes versus Demopolis, right? Oh my God, yes, dude. It was the whole card. I mean it. Granted, there was only um, what five five fights or six fights, something like that. Uh, yeah, that there were six so. fights, but yeah. you know, it, it, from the first fight, I mean, it was a, a a KO win. The next one was another knockout. The next one was a submission and a Connor choke, which that choke was fucking badass. Then we had a decision, but you know, it was a well earned decision win for Leandro Gomez. Then the next one was another. Uh, knockout then the main card dude vanessa came out of nowhere and sunk in that fucking submission inverted triangle choke on uh sam and sam was putting a fucking hurt on her um yeah. she was getting that range um it it, it looked like if, if vanessa wasn't going to be able to finish sam sam was going to win by decision easy unanimous yep. Yeah, if, what's her name? If, if Demopoulos is going to continue her reign, whether she gets a call to the UFC or not, which is more than likely, I mean, she holds the belt. Like we're talking with Jimmy, that holds a lot of prestige, and you're going to mm -hmm. get the call. She'll more than likely get the call to like the contender series, but uh, she needs to work on that stand up, though, that boxing game, because she was getting tagged up. Mm -hmm. uh, her game uh, is the grappling and the, the submissions, and she proved that that was something to be dangerous in a five round fight. So she already proved that she can go the distance and be dangerous after taking quite a bit of damage. But um, yeah, she, she had an impressive performance. Um, that, that's a big win for her. I see her getting the call uh, from the UFC real soon. Yep. And uh, as far as the undercard goes, I think the Navi Todd brothers, they both train out of Arizona. Oh my God, bro. That was badass yeah, to watch those brothers. Uh, I'll tell you solid. what she needs to do real quick, D-Rod. She Go needs to call Arlo and have them fly fly me down, and I'll get her hands money mm -hmm. like that. She'd be KOing girls just left and right. Cash money. Mm -hmm. Cash money. Cash money. <laughs> dollar, <laughs> dollar style. bills, y'all. He accepts <laughs> coins, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Definitely David, like you were saying, the Natividad brothers, bro. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of them's in line for the 45-pound title shot, too, as well. I think that's vacant as well. So more than likely, he's going to be, you know, he didn't take much damage, too. You know what I mean? Because he mm -hmm. bought a very tough guy. And uh, I think they're probably going to chisel him in for the 145-pound title. Other and that's what belt. I thought was impressive. That's what I thought was impressive was he didn't take a lot of damage from a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, man, um, LFA is putting on some good cards, good mm -hmm. fights. Um, every Friday night, um, there's the, this one that's coming up obviously tomorrow night and then the one for, uh, the following Friday. So, and also yeah. too, uh, worth noting, uh, the last week, the Demopoulos card was one fight short. Our man, Chris Brown, yeah, man. For COVID. uh, he was asymptomatic. Um, the guy just has the worst luck. Like I do not understand. And he hit a deer on his way back. Yeah. And he hit a deer driving back in the middle of nowhere and, <laughs> Come on, Breezy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like that's, for you, bro. That's the, that's the worst luck in the world, dude. 
mean, he's got bad. I don't. Life. I don't. We need to. We need to like get a voodoo priest or something. 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 I think. I think Fight Book MMA needs to actually go and see him in person and do hey, a, a an I'm, interview. I'm Native him. American, dude. I'll, I'll I'll bring some. Uh, you know, I'll smudge him while I'm there, man. We'll shaman. see if we can get that negative. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can get that negative energy out of there. You know, <laughs> smoke him out. I'm telling you. Not that yeah, way, I, also, I, I, I heard earlier in the week, too, I, I let y'all know that there was a situation going on in Sioux Falls, but uh, it couldn't be, you know, until the statement was made from LFA. Absolutely. This was a situation. So I felt bad when I heard the news because, I mean, Rob and I have been down with Chris Brown since he was o, or 1-0 and o as an amateur. And yeah, dude, so we, we, we sponsored so him. Rhymed. It's been a continuing trend. It's an unfortunate trend, but uh, but Chris, if you're listening or if you hear the show, Fight Book's got your back. We're always rooting for you since day one. So yep. the man should already be in the UFC on the Contender Series and get his shot. So this COVID, and we're still waiting on you to be on the show when we can get your yeah. when, when the phone can work. Yeah. But but unfortunately that happened, and uh, uh, moving forward, hopefully there's good things in the future for uh, Mr. Chris Brown, Breezy, our homie. Yep, yep. Another f- event I wanted to talk about, Roberta, was uh, it happened this past Monday. It was the start of a uh, Brave CF's. Uh, oh my God! Brave oh. CF 35. Um, it was. I was up. You know, since I have this COVID, bro, I have these weird sleeping patterns now. I woke up like at two in the morning and I stayed up watching this event. It was because you're about awesome, to turn bro. into a zombie. It was bad. <laughs> Yeah, man. Brave. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, we are uh, um, affiliated with them. And, yeah. uh, you know, they they always put on a, on a badass uh, cards, man. They, they put on Damn good right. events. Um, you know, obviously right now there's no fans, so they can't do the whole, you know, glitz and glamour. But they still, you know, it had a lot uh, of book some glamour, bro. It, it was really well produced. Well, very well produced. It, it was, it was, but it's but not something that we're, we're it's something that ne- that we're not used to, yeah. especially because our boy Carlos Kramer is not able to be there. That's what it and was. yeah, because That's he's what it's missing for us. It's exactly it's missing. It's missing our boy, the Roaring Lion, Carlos Kramer. Um, Brave is different without him, and it sucks because of the whole uh, COVID situation. He's not able to leave the country. So that's why he's not able to travel with Brave and announce for, you know, these upcoming uh, events. Um, but, yeah, there was a there was a knockout win um, at Brave 35. Brutal. Oh, my God. If y'all haven't seen it, go to fightbookmma.com. You'll see our tab there for Brave. And you'll be able to see that knockout. Um, that 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 head kick oh was God. placed. It was it was timed and placed perfectly. Um, but what's your take on that, Arlo? Dude, that was easily. I, I'm gonna say so far knockout of the year. I don't know anyone better of a knockout. Dude, that shin bone went right across the jawline. Like I was like, dude, that that dude's jaw was either. Like He's either going to have TMJ the rest of his life or, <laughs> or it snapped. One of the two happened. And I mean, brutal, bro. I was, dude, yeah, I was I can't like even... four in the morning, five in the morning. I'm over here yelling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see why, dude. I mean, that, that knock it. I loved it. I loved it. I'm not, you know me, I'm, I'm all about the, 
the punch knockouts. That one got me going, dude. When you put a shin bone up against a dude's jawline, it's over. It's over. That dude ain't going to be the same after that. No. Well, when that knockout happened, dude, I was at work, and all you hear me is like, oh, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm at work. (laughs) The the girls up front are like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I just saw a fucking badass knockout. (laughs) that's awesome awesome. (laughs) yeah it was it was awesome it was an awesome knockout um yeah like i said man brave is putting out some badass events um the only thing missing is our boy carlos man um but you know it is going to happen he is going to travel um and um you know we'll be able to hear him announce these fights and uh yeah man um shout out to brave again um thanks for putting on events thanks for coming back um because that gives us more stuff to talk about mm-hmm. and uh yeah man did did you see that knockout uh david i did yeah right brave low keys like produce knockouts like that consistently that are like oh yeah not, like that's the thing so it's like everybody sees the ufc cody garbrandt knockouts at the last second but tune into brave, brave. on a hell of a show it's, it's great to see them back um, of mm-hmm. course, you gotta you know, make sure to make time. It's not a, you know, it's gonna be not on prime time for everybody here in the states. But Braves back, they're putting on shows. That's the first of, uh, I believe, four shows that they're putting on. So, our yep. uh, yeah. our boy, our boy Shorty's fighting up, coming up too for him, isn't he? Yep, yeah. he sure. Yeah, he's got one coming up. Yeah. We'll actually try to get him on before uh, his uh, before he takes off. So, because uh, when I uh, met up with him at the last uh, LFA event that happened here in Albuquerque. He even told me, he's like, hey, whenever you guys want me back on, just give me a text and I'll get back on. Heck yeah, dude. I like Shorty. Shorty's cool, dude. Hell yeah. Shorty's he's, fucking he's awesome. Cool if you don't follow yeah. Shorty on Instagram, you guys are missing out because he will make your ass laugh. Dude, I've been clowning on him on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did you see where he got sunburned? Yes. When he was wearing his tank top. Well, Dean Thomas was walking through the other. Uh, Dean Thomas, you know, he trains with Dean now yeah. down in Florida. And he was cooking something, and Dean's got this camera going, and he pans by at Shorty. And you can still see that outline. And it's been up for how many days? And I, so I, I chimed in, and I was like, Shorty, why you still got your tank top on? That's all I left. <laughs> I've been saying that shit all the time. I like the shit out of that dude, man. He is, he is one cool dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. We'll definitely get him back on, man. Definitely, definitely. We'll get him on probably. When's he fighting? Um, I think, let's see, I think in two weeks or something like that. Yeah, I think it's in two weeks, man. Yeah, yeah we'll have to get him, on. Weeks, we'll have to get him so. on after. Yeah, I think we'll probably do because he's probably going to be uh, traveling and all that mm-hmm. shit. So, yeah. But, yeah, also, man, if uh, – so speaking of uh, uh, promotions coming back uh, tomorrow night, we know Jamie's getting in there to compete for the gold. Uh, we got our boy Isaac Valley Flag fighting Luis Palomino for the bare knuckle. A pretty rare yeah. title. That. I mean, I, I believe Isaac's bringing it back to Albuquerque because I, I I know that guy. I know how he does it. Luis Palomino, mm-hmm. we gotta definite gangster. I mean, after, after, man. If, if you ever yeah, want we'll to get him on. Down, like, go to wa- go watch Justin Gates. Palomino. Mm-hmm. You want some entertainment value? There you go. If you've never seen Bare Knuckle, our man Isaac's been killing it in Bare Knuckle, and he's about to bring the strap home tomorrow night. Yep, oh, yeah. yep. Yep, I can't wait, man. Um, 
But along with that, though, too, also Bellator, 242, Ricky Bandejas, Sergio Pettis, also Bellator makes its return in the fight sphere. Come fight back. sphere. What is, what is fight sphere? Uh, it's just their uh, location. They have uh, the Mohegan Sun Casino uh, up in uh, Well, then why don't they just call it that, the Mo- Mohegan Sun, instead of calling it the fight sphere? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't even know what that you know would mean. Like I get confused. <clears throat> well, they're trying to do it like <laughs> USC Fight Island, so they're probably just you know want to just throw yeah, in the fight sphere. I, don't I know. get it, I get it, but fight sphere just sounds like too scientific. You know, I think of I don't know. I space, think of an outer space movie, space space time continuum. You know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like. I, well, Bellator's <laughs> always got like uh, they, they got some pretty cool walkouts. They have the big screen, maybe it just be like a sphere, like a what do you call it, the large hedron collider, and then you just walk mm. right with no fan. Like maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You get teleported to the ring. You know, boom. Yeah, and then, yeah. My half is, yeah. Let me say, nah, bro. Scott, <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it out. Time to remarket that. Time to remarket that. <laughs> I told you this. This how this. I'm gonna get my ass whooped one of these days. The internet. You are Arlo, <laughs> and I, and I'm gonna be expecting a phone call around three o'clock in the morning. Hey, Berto, can you bail me out? <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, though. I, I still got a mean left hook with a with three quarter arm. And a damn good straight right hand. So I got two shots in me. I may be calling you saying, Berto, I'm in jail. I need some <laughs> Hey, so Berto, uh, wasn't there another event that happened the day after Brave? It was uh, boxing, Valdez versus Velez. Yeah, man. That fucking, oh my God. That boxing uh, match, bro. These guys were going at it. They were just tagging each other. But... I think we're getting it, spoiled d- in the combat sports world, bro. We are, man. We are. We are. So much um, going but, on. Yeah. Dude. I know. Dude. I know. I know. One person that that saw that, or two people, was uh, you, uh, you, Arlo, and David. Um, man, it was just an it was just an awesome, exciting fight, man. Absolutely, and you know what I'm going to go with is that's what boxing's needing. Mm-hmm. Boxing, bo- and no offense to the guys, but everybody's been caught up for the past decade, uh, over decade, almost twenty years of Floyd Mayweather. Everybody's, everybody, and I always told people Mayweather was the worst for boxing. He was a great businessman, but the worst for boxing because everybody got caught up in this. Let me do this and try not to get hit. Granted, fighting is hitting and not getting hit, but the key word in there is fighting. Mm-hmm. But and these two, you could tell, you could tell they were two Latinos because you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Them, them, you, you put you put in no, no you're gonna do this yeah. and that's what them dudes did put on one hell of a show one hell of a show and i, I can't argue with it i i and in those kind of fights granted someone was a loser but it's how you lost they put it all on the line no one really lost they'll get paid again to see someone fight them at any any high-end uh fight i mean any you know they, they got another fight lined up by the way they fought Yep. Yep. Also, Easy. Part two, the name Edgar Berlanga will be known mm-hmm. world soon. The guy continues. Right. To, he stops everybody in the first round. I think it's fourteen Set, fights yeah. now. I think he's in the he's first either round. fifteen or fifteen or seventeen is where he's at. I think he was either fourteen coming in or sixteen coming in. 
but yeah, dude, that's that's 14. sick, man. Okay, fourteen. 14. Yeah, so I mean, I mean guys, he wastes guys in under a minute, you know. So mm-hmm. this guy lasted almost two and a half minutes, I believe. So, mm-hmm. but uh, and that guy, guy came out. Yeah, he came out. He came out fast, but uh, hearing mm-hmm. the interview afterwards, I mean, it's just like another day in the in training facility with Uncle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, like you said, he's old school, man. Just knowing what he's capable of and and going in there just well prepared. He wants to be a superstar. Uh, the next uh, Puerto Rican guy, kind of like uh, yep. he, he mentioned Felix Trinidad. I mean, if you're an old oh, school, yeah. OG, bro, I mean, bro. that's what he grew up watching. So. <laughs> dude, I love Felix man. Trinidad, dude. Love that guy. And and you can you can tell a real Puerto Rican fighter that's hungry. That that didn't grow up. In, in a lavish lifestyle who who's a generational fighter. He's the generation fighter. You know what I mean? He's not a generational fighter. He's setting the tone for everything coming next. Uh, and, and like I said, you can tell the hungry ones, man, by, by how he fights, by how he talks after it. You know, and, th- and this kid's got it, man. He's got a killer instinct. He's got pop. He's tough. He can take a hit. I mean, sky's the limit for him as long as he keeps his head right and his uncle he- keeps his head right. Yeah, and he's not cocky either. He just goes in there and takes you out, and that's what he continues yeah. to do. I mean, who knows how long this streak's going to last, but like I said, the name Edward Berlanga – or Edgar, I'm sorry. But if you uh, if you follow Top Rank, I mean, you know who he is. Uh, it's on the mm-hmm. mainstream now. You can tune in. I've just about every week they're back doing their shows at MGM Grand. So mm-hmm. seeing this guy in action, I mean, I've seen him once before, but this streak just continues, though. But first-round KOs just – taking anybody out so he'll probably be booked again real soon and uh look for another first round ko from <laughs> I, th- I thought the dude was gonna make it out of the round yeah i thought he, i thought damn here it is nope nope backs up to the ropes nope bad move dude. <laughs> bad move that's what i said like I'm, I'm yelling at the tv when i see the dude i don't care if you're hurt or not i mean i know you're hurt don't back up to the ropes time oh yeah time up you know, hold, get, get, get your bearing game. straight yeah. <laughs> But nope, the kid goes right back, picks his hands up, and like he's done. He's done. I'm yelling at the TV, get your back off. Oh, I bet you were. And then boom. Next thing you know, next thing you know, he's tucking and rolling trying to get up. I was like, like, where's that shit off? You know what's very interesting? Factoid of the night. We always wonder where Steve Mazagotti went. He's a top rank. (laughs) Yeah, he's a timekeeper. He was a top rank. Top rank. (laughs) They want to see somebody die. No, no, see, you dude, you I bet know, you, you now that he, wait, 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 now that he's a timekeeper, he's probably like letting the time go for another two, I'm three minutes. <laughs> so that way there could be more damage on the fighter. <laughs> that when, when, when he hurt, when he hurt dude up against the ropes, Mazagati would have been like, man, I'm going to give him about 10 more seconds. And just yeah. sit there and watch it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I feel bad for them dudes. They're gonna be getting their ass with another twenty seconds in there. He's gonna be cutting their brakes off early. Brown's <laughs> gonna last twenty extra seconds. The brakes gonna go Fuck, forty. Man, another two, two, three minutes. What do you mean twenty seconds? He's gonna man, be like, oh shit, I forgot to turn on the time. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I thought this was pride. Oh. This was pride. We were fighting twenty five minutes in the first round. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for them dudes. I'd be like, man, I want another timekeeper. <laughs> I saw what he did at UFC to dudes. I don't want him to mess with my time. 
So <laughs> I want to kind of jump back to uh, go back in time. We were at July 21st this past Tuesday. I want to go back to last Saturday's card. Figueredo versus Benavides. Um, mm. I thought it was freaking badass, dude. Uh, the prelims were stacked. The entire card was freaking amazing, dude. Uh, Ariana Lipsky versus... Uh, I don't even know that other girl's name. I don't really care at this point because... She, she got her leg broken in half. Oh, my, oh God, my right? God, dude. That dude... What did y'all that think was that a idea? slick move, bro. That was a slick move from her. Because if you see, she was like... She was trying she to get was out on, of the she was, Carolina had a yeah. hit her in the heel hook. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you see her, she was on top with her back towards her. And she was looking at a corner. And I bet you her corner uh, did the sign, get that leg, get that leg bend the knee. And, that, yep. and then you just see her working that hand trying to get that foot off of her and bam as soon as it got loose you know who probably like bam. Him? Let, let me let me ask you all a question let me ask you all an mma question before the show we were talking about how you don't see leg locks and and things like that popping up anymore but you're seeing them come back right that, that's what mm -hmm. that's what we said earlier do you think it's lack of of preparation for them because you haven't seen them is why now people are taking advantage because people aren't defending it yeah i think so it's kind of like the uh the inside leg kick cap kicks mm -hmm. you know they they weren't really popular now everybody's fucking doing it so nope. yeah I, I, been I seeing leg kick TKOs too, so a lot of damage to the legs and uh like you said arlo they're not prepared for it they don't see it coming because look at calvin gastelum against jack hermanson that was like the mm -hmm. last like scenario of that man finishing calvin calvin's a high level black belt uh, well prepared hermanson's i mean he's capable of doing it obviously but we've seen uh Demopoulos do it we've seen lipsky take care of business there mm -hmm. it's been a trend, so i wouldn't be surprised if george st pierre comes back and heel hooks kamara usman so, in the first round <laughs> since you brought up um hermanson versus um calvin gasolum that is one fight. I don't think anybody saw it going that way. I thought it was going to be a no. uh, decision win for either one of them. I didn't care. I thought it was going to be a banger, but it just, fuck, dude. He, a minute and 20 seconds, he hooked them and Gasolum tapped. I didn't expect that. No one did. No. I think he's done, too, at 85. I think he's gatekeeper style uh, solid for a while. You got to go to win the belt, but uh, Hermanson made it look easy. I mean, called his shot post-fight. He's like, I'm fighting of a uh, Whitaker and Till, which we'll get to. Yep. Uh, he called the shot, you know what I mean? And getting Gaslam out of there that easy, I mean, Calvin Gaslam gave Israel Adesanya the toughest fight of his career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Manson break a sweat and fucking, you know what I mean? Like, was Calvin Gaslam not prepared for that? I mean, Jesus. Like, he must have had a horrible training camp. Had he didn't to expect it, bro. He didn't expect it. Her Manson didn't expect it's, it. No it's, one expected it's it. That, it's that resurrection of the heel hook. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. I'm just saying that when I seen that car and I seen all them fucking legs getting snapped, I was like, "Is is this because people haven't been doing it?" Because I hear you all say it, I read you all's threads. Well, you know, and I you know I, I, I wait it? for the Jonathan show. Ivy been taking legs since <laughs> day one. <laughs> all right, shout out to Jonathan. There you go, the leg locker. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> right there. He's the master of leg locks. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I, I do feel that a lot of fighters are probably not training those uh, defense uh, leg locks or heel hooks or, you know, 
any of that type of submission. Um, you know, like they say, if you try to go in and do a heel hook, um, you're using both hands and you're exposing your face. Mm -hmm. So it gives a chance and the opportunity for your opponent to be able to land a nice, solid uh, punch, and you can potentially get knocked out or hurt. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people don't uh, try to get those uh, types of submissions, because they're going to be exposed for uh, a knockout or whatever it is that's going to happen to them. So what um, you're saying, Rob, is uh, Daniel Cormier is going to get a neat bar on Kipe in the first round, retire. Yes. Oh. Yep, no. he's going to he's going to knee bar Stipe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you watch never out, know. It out. might happen. It might happen. If it does, you're the new prophet. If that happens, <laughs> you're the new prophet. Another We're fight I wanted to bring out. up, dude, uh, was the uh, Jacasey versus Fazayev fight. I, I didn't expect this fight to go the way it did. Uh, Fazayev, I don't know how to say his name, but he was um, that that's his his first UFC debut fight. And boy, was it a debut, man. He beat the ever-living shit out of Jacasey, dude, for three rounds. Dude. That's like the best striking I've seen in the division, um, in my opinion. I, I think I can't wait to see this guy fight again. What do y'all think? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the lightweight division, and you don't see that a lot, especially with these big guys. I mean, you don't see that uh, that type of boxing, that type of striking. He, uh, Rafael was on point. Um, everybody wanted Mark to win because of his background and his record and, bro, when, you know, when who he, landed, he is. When he landed those body shots, it sounded like lightning, <sighs> bro. Like, bam! It was loud. Bro, yeah, they were, yeah, they it, were horrible. It, it sounded like you just grabbed a metal bat and just hit your heavy bag as hard as you possibly can. That's exactly what it sounded like. When uh, Rafael was uh, landing those body kicks, bro. I'm telling you, I can't wait to see this dude fight again. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it's yeah, fucking bad. It's like Thanks for reminding me about this fight because I totally forgot about it, man. But yeah, Rafael was just on point, bro. And, and you know, right. not only could you hear those body shots, but you could see the damage also on them. Oh. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's when you know it's bad. Like, you can land some punches. You can land sometimes and just make stuff pop. You know what I mean? There's certain times those any glove that if you just land it a certain way, it makes a pop. But when you start seeing the damage, dude, you know it's bad. You know it's that that's when it's hurting. Yeah, I think it's like his third fight in the UFC, though. I think he's been stopped before. I think he lost to like the Russians. Uh, Are you sure? Was stopped I'm or whatever. Sure yeah, he's saying it was his um, his debut. Yeah, I think he's been stopped before, and he's been on like a, it's been a year or so since. But um, it looks like he's obviously a a, a threat at fifty five now. I mean, because Daikazi is a very dynamic striker on well, the feet. You know what, mm -hmm. right. he, he fought Musta he, he, Mustafaev. Uh, he lost. He won against White. You know what my bad. I mean, his defense too. Yeah, like I credit his defense so much. I mean, it's like Matrix style. I mean, making it look real easy. Oh, did you see that like, shit when uh, Jacasey threw that yeah. head kick and he just went? Like a fool. Yeah, man. That it was, was like insane. <laughs> Even uh, Paul Felder quoted too, like uh, of course doing play by play. He's like, if I would have tried to defend that in that fashion, like oh, yeah. dislocated. And right. you know what I mean? So, yeah, but yep. credit to that man, I mean, he's probably gonna get like a tough motherfucker at fifty five though next. Like, but uh yep. he made it easy against like Casey. Uh the third round to Casey seemed to like kind of change up the game plan from corner advice and try to take more chances, but that guy was ready to take his head off. I mean, both guys were like had the you know capability of putting each other away, but his movement, his kicks, 
those kicks were very impressive. Uh, that's going to be a problem for anybody in 55. But but yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird that he's been stopped and then had a he had a good win afterwards. But uh, he's he's here to stay at 55 after a win over Mark DeCasey for sure. Yep. Well, guys, uh, right let's go ahead and and, and the yeah event. cover the main event. The main event was a, a freaking beatdown. I don't know how else to put it. Um, Benavides got utterly destroyed. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was hard to watch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, very rarely, uh, do, uh, <clears throat> rarely do you see somebody choked out with size. Whoa, what a feedback there. Yeah, Benavides, you know, uh, kudos to him for uh, being able to, uh, you know, uh, weather the storm. Um, those uh, defense, those, those choke defense was pretty good. But, I mean, figure that out, man. He's just a fucking monster. You know, we said it earlier today. Yeah, we said it earlier today. Whoever gets in front of him, um, rest in peace. Yeah. I mean, he's he's on another level right now. To quote quote David D-Rod, it's curtains. (laughs) Every shot he hit and if he is with, he dropped him. Yeah. Ugly. Power. Now – now, now let, let me ask you all a question because it, it was such a one-sided fight and he took a lot of damage because, like you said, he was getting knocked down by every punch he got hit with. Should should y'all th- w- should someone have thrown in a towel no. like in boxing? In boxing, when we're getting our ass beat, no. we just end it because, no. because of those, you, you don't think it was that bad? No. Uh, he, he no. Was, okay. Like when he was choking him out, he was still fighting the hands. He was, he able, to, he was able to get out of those submission attempts several times until he just got – he got caught, man, and then he got choked out real fucking fast. But I, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think they should have thrown the towel. It wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, he was getting wasn't knocked a, down. It wasn't Jose okay. Aldo Peter Jan bad. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's 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 what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. I, I was trying to roll this ball to that. Thank you for for bringing that up. And it was a championship uh, he, fight, so I would have been kind of pissed if they threw in the towel for something like that. Absolutely. Now, now, what about the Aldo fight? Do you think that that a towel or some stop? It should have been done beforehand. The ref should have stopped it. I don't think the the, the ref. Yes, exactly. I think the ref should have stopped it because um, seeing Aldo the way he was getting that damage done, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he saw his eyes roll back at the back of his head Absolutely. a bunch of fucking times. Absolutely. So I think the ref should have stopped it. But the corner shouldn't have thrown the towel. I mean, that's one fight. You know, it's Jose Aldo. He's a tough son of a bitch. But um, it's it wasn't to the point where they needed to throw a towel. But I think it was to the point where the ref should have stepped in and stopped the fight earlier, and not ha- give the chance for Jose to get more damage. I, I think this, this is my personal take on it. I, I think at the end, I don't think he should have took as many punches. Somebody should have stopped that. Whether it been yeah, he, he whether it been the ref or I think it was ninety whether, strikes got hit with whether like after, whether yeah. whether it been the ref or whether it be his corner. No one needs to take that many unanswered blows. True. Uh, no, you're right. And, and maybe and, maybe they should have stopped it in between rounds. And the reason the corner. I say the reason I say that is because he's he's such a great fighter. He's such a prideful fighter. He's not going to quit. He's not ever going to tap from getting his ass nope. beat. Nope. And at, when, when I kept seeing the repeat, and he's not moving. He's just shelled up on the ground, taking punches. And a few of those, you see him flatten out. 
he'd get hit mm-hmm. and the arms drop and then he'd pull himself right back up. That's what you're talking about when you said the eyes roll back. I and and the reason I've always liked a lot of uh, MMA is a, a lot of times outside of Steve uh, Mazzagatti, they they really they really protected their fighters. They 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 really protected their fighters sometimes to a flaw because sometimes I thought they jumped in too early, but ninety five percent of the time I agreed with all their stoppages. Mm-hmm. And this one was just absolutely horrible. I mean, the dude's bleeding all over the mat. He's not even responding back to even trying to defend, like, you know, fightfully defend himself. He's just, he's just taking it. So, so that's why I was wondering on those and what y'all's take on, you know, stoppages of fights. I mean, we all enjoy the fight, but at the same time, those guys got a life outside of fights that we don't see, that we don't think yeah. about half the time. And I think about it because I train people, I work with corners, you know, and, and, and I see that. And you can't tell me his corner isn't just, when, when, when I worked a few MMA fights for my guy that's, you know, as, as a stand-up coach, when my guy hit the ground, if the ref ain't stopping it because our guy wasn't the best on the ground, he, he, if you put him on his back, he's turtled. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and like, I wasn't even the grappling coach, but as soon as he hit, I'm watching. I'm watching his face. I'm watching his eyes. And if the ref ain't stopping it, well, I'm going to because we're not going to take that kind of abuse and, and, and you know, and just, oh, well, you know, we, we win something. Like, no, fuck that. You, you, got, you got life outside of here and after this. So that, that's, that's why I wanted to know y'all's take on it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it was that bad to the point where they, had, they should have thrown a towel. Maybe, maybe the corner should have stopped it during between rounds, just seeing the way Aldo was uh, just so – so, so See you agree with the, So you agree with the ninety unanswered punches? Well, like I mean, you, you agree I, with I all think, those unanswered? That, that's that that's where I'm different. I think that should have been left up to the the ref, man. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and like I like I said, when when you get in a fight, there's three people that are there to protect the fighter from the fighter. Right. Yeah. You, you got you got the coach, you got the ref, and you got the fight doctor. All three, and I and that that fight really let me down on all three of those aspects. Well, you know that's what I'm mean? saying. It should have been the, if, if uh, the the corner sees that that Aldo is getting you know beat up as bad as he was, maybe in between rounds they should have said, you know what, we're stopping the fight. Yeah, and then the so way that way he doesn't get the uh, unanswered fight, the unanswered shots. See, and also, too, the way the fight played out, it was a very high-paced fight. It was competitive. Jose Aldo was Until in the end. fight for Until two rounds. Until So uh-huh. the third round is when it did really the tide turned, and then um, Jan just turned it on. I mean, it very yeah. rarely do you see it happen because uh, Jose yeah. Aldo put it on, too. He put a pace on him. Well, um, he fought his ass off. He fought like the warrior that he is and the great champion that he was. But uh, he, coming down to 35 and making this cut, uh, given the opportunity that he gave him, uh, Jose Aldo is one of the greatest featherweights, but coming down the weight cut, the weight, it wasn't the fight for him. Uh, Peter Yon. Absolutely. Proved, Peter Yon is a true killer at 35. I don't see, uh, I mean, there's a slate of contenders, but Peter Yon's going to be the champion for quite some time. And, you, and you know, the things I noticed, like you said, about Aldo coming down to do these fights, I don't like him at this weight. I think, and no offense to him, I think he's too old and it's too hard of a weight cut because in that second round, he got hurt. Do you remember the second round? Mm-hmm. Second round is when he got taken to the ground. He was getting stroked, and Jan let him off the hook. And Jan, Jan didn't go for the kill. 
and I thought he could have finished it then. A lot of a lot of his movements from that second round on, I did not like. I, I didn't like a lot of his physical, the way he would get hit and the way he would look like he took it. And that's just my cornerman's eye. You know what right. I mean? Where I not just me rooting, oh my God, end him, end him. No, I'm like, man, there ain't something right about him. There, 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 there was, I don't know if it was the weight cut. I don't know if it was, but uh, he had no energy. His energy was zapping every, every minute from the second round on. You just saw it tanking. And, and I, I just didn't like the way his body moved. I didn't like the way he looked when he got hit. And then when it hit that final round, man, you really noticed how bad it was getting because he was just he was on a, he was on he was unsteady that whole last part of that ra- of that la- of the last round of the fight. And then when he got hit and got knocked down, then that was it. I mean, he he gave up. That's why I think the corner should have threw in. I my personal take when you do this and you're just getting hit. And you're you're not even trying to you're just trying to survive. He's just trying to live in that moment. He's not trying to fight back. He's not trying to win the fight. That's why I said I think the corner should have threw something in because I see it. I'm looking at him saying, "Man, he is not trying anything. He can be mad at me and get pissed off because in his head he's still thinking I'm in the fight. I'm in the fight. I'm in the fight." But your responses are saying you're not. You know, right. so that's where it's our job as as a trainer to say, "Man, he's he, he's done. He he there's his body and mind's in two different spots." And so that's when I would have threw something in or called it, hey, stop it, we're done. You know, he ain't going to quit. He ain't going to tap. That's not in him. And the ref's just staying there letting him get beat on. And that's the same thing the doctor should have looked at. Well, I'm watching the dude flatten out twice. There was three people in there to me that let him down. And, you know, let a great warrior. I mean, you know, we all want to go out on our shields, but trust me, that ain't the best. That ain't the best. (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. We all all say it. We all say it. But it's a God that's that's my fight corner. So let's shift gears and switch over to our last subject here. Uh, The event coming up this weekend, July 26th, Whitaker versus Till. We got Shogun versus Nogueira 3 and Verdum versus Gustafson. It's going to be a banger. Yeah, Yeah, the whole entire card is pretty stacked up, man. I mean, um, you know, you got, big, it, killer, you got a bunch of big killers. You got a bunch of killers. Cage or small cage? Uh, big cage. Uh, it'll, it'll, it's it's Fight Island. <laughs> it's gonna be slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's start off with uh, the featured event for Mister Wordham versus uh, Gustafson. Um, real quick, this is gonna be, um, yeah, it's gonna be a fight. I don't know if it's going to be an exciting fight, but I'm going to just pick uh, Fabrizio Wordham that's going to win this uh, this fight. I got Gus winning. You have Gus? See, I'll you just pick Gus, too. Gus, front kick to the face. For Doom is done. Gus still fights on at light heavyweight or heavyweight. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man, because... Gus is not the same as before, man. I mean, uh, now, but but he still he, got that striker chance. Yeah, he, he does. You're right. He said the spar. Y'all heard the sparring story. He destroyed him before, so done it in the sparring. And I like Gus in this fight though. Verdum, his his. I mean, he is a legend, but at heavyweight. So this. Did you see his last fight? Verdum's last fight. It was trash, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm picking yeah, the underdog. <laughs> But it's uh, it's an well, interesting fight though because uh, if Gus wins, 
Maybe he draws. Uh, where's the pyramids and the uh, John Jones? Xbox, John Jones. John Jones at heavyweight. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, that would be a fight I would like to watch again. Well, and, and you know, here's the thing: if if he gets Jones at heavy, it's going to be the Jones is, and they're going to look at it this way, but we won't. They're going to look at it as 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 a tune-up for that big shot for someone, you know, for that, you know, because like I've always said, he needs a fight one or two before he goes. He needs to fight one or two at heavyweight before he goes. Yeah, yeah. it's preparation for Ngannou or Stipe and uh, DC Boom. in three exactly. weeks. Exactly, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, so that that's what I think. If if he gets him at, at heavy, it's going to be for okay. We're going to give him that tune up to fight a a guy that's got more mass on him, even though he's still moving up and weight with him. It's still a tune up for him. <laughs> yep. yep, that's what well, I think. Now we have Little Mog versus uh, Mauricio Rua. Ooh, what you got the there, third, man? The third time around, huh? Oh, <laughs> my God, dude. This is like, I mean. It's been spanning over like 50 years. Golly. Well, no, Gary. Why, are they, why is he still fighting? Why is no Gary still fighting? Why not? Why is Shogun still fighting? <laughs> <laughs> why are they both still fighting? And then the Coleman event. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, no, Gary is firing, though. For the fight, though, he, he clearly said, I mean, we don't know if that's going to happen, but it's what he said. But, uh, you know, you know, the previous two fights, I mean, the very first time they were, those are some fights. I mean, those are, you know what I mean? History, yeah, but, but that was what, like now. 50 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, and, and here's the thing. When, when you got someone that says I'm retiring after this fight, they're already retired. They're already, yeah, exactly. I, you I, always I'm said no, that I'm, they're I'm, already I'm, retiring. Yep, because that's what's in his head, man. I'm done after mm-hmm. this. He's not even thinking about the fight. If you're, if I'm sitting here saying I'm retired, I make that decision afterwards, not not before. And like I said, that's I'm going Shogun. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with Shogun as well. I don't know about Lil Nog, because every time Lil Nog gets gets tagged, I mean he fucking gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Yep. You know what's going to happen? I'm, I'm predicting a Shogun Hendo 2 retake here. Fight of the year. Bloodbath. Set the <laughs> oh my God. And this part of a card. <laughs> Damn it. Shogun wins the Bloodbath. Do it at the Apex Center I, so I that way the cage is small. I don't think it's... This fight being, it's going to be better than most people expect, honestly. And I think uh, Little Nog's going to win it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You never know. It might, it might happen. The OG fight of the night, that's what I'm saying. Bloodbath, it's all, it has all the makings for it. If it's 50 years in the making, here we are. <laughs> that's why I don't see it living up to the <laughs> 50 I, years I see in the, the making. Yeah, I, I see the names. I, and, and I'm like, man, this, this would be a great fight. But then I'm like, it is like. 10 years too late, you know, five years too late. So I'm like, ah, oh. so I, like, come on, we're it, watching it, Tyson it, versus Jones. That's <laughs> not going to live up to the hype. <laughs> you saw how Roy Jones. Yeah, it's not going to live up to the hype, but it's going to be fun. I mean, yeah, Roy it's Jones, gonna be Roy fun. Jones, Roy, Roy Jones was training like an old man house shoes, you know, <laughs> come on. Now, now this one here's where I'm gonna go with it is it's gonna be exciting for what it is. Yeah, like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be Shogun versus Little Nog, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's gonna be 
the best they got right now, and that's it. And that, because of who they are, the best they got is still going to try to bang. You know, they're still going to come to get it. So it's going to be good for what it is. That That's where I'm going to leave it. So I like that. Adding to that, Rudy, you might want to queue up the pyramids. This fight's going to be a banger, a bloodbath, one to remember, because USADA, who have they been testing lately? Nobody. Anybody? Just weightlifters. Yeah, but they're still 50 years old. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, they're going to have to really load up on that HD. Is, is is, isn't Leonard still in his 30s? Yeah, not he's even in his know. 30s. He's like in his 30s. Let me see. Uh, he's 34. Yeah, yeah, you're four years past. <laughs> Five years past, bro. Oh, man, he looks, he looks like he's like 50. 60, bro. Like, he looks I like mean, he's yeah, he looks like, he looks like he's 60 years old. Beard. I mean, we know according to you, he's still in his prime. He's still bro. young, I, man. He's, I mean, he's still fucking young. young. Yeah. He is. I mean, you said that. You said, hey, he's still in his 30. Motherfucker closer to 50 than he is. <laughs> 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 well, let's okay, okay. Let's rule move, from let's... now on, rule from now on, never listen to Birdo when it comes to age on anything. <laughs> the key to this fight, what the outcome is going to be, Sada. Who has less? Sada. Who has? Who has less arthritis? Is going to be the key of this picture. That or less or, or the peak of uh, testosterone. That's it. Who who who's got uh, TRT? Who's got more TRT? Yeah, right. exactly. And who, and who has who has less testosterone or less uh, arthritis? That's, there that's you no go. Shot of uh, violations, not, not clear, clear slate. Uh, yep. The, the next fight so, after that is good. The main card: Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Uh, Darren Till apparently has a picture of uh, uh, Hillary Clinton tattooed on his fucking arm. Weird. Anyways, Weird. what do you guys think of that? I don't know. Not the That's just player. retarded. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Robert Whitaker's coming in, you know, 20 and 5, and uh, he's just a beast, man. I mean, and, uh, but Darren, I don't know, man. I really, I'm, a, com- I'm, I'm conflicted with both of these fights, man. Yeah. This is I don't know who to fight. pick. I know who I'm picking. Robert Whitaker. You know Bobby that that I'm I'm yeah I'm 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 leaning towards Robert Whitaker, um, but damn, it's gonna be a fucking badass fight, man. Yeah, I I gotta go with Whitaker also, man. I, I'm Bobby Knuckles. Yep, Bobby Knuckles. D Rod, D Rod, go ahead and go against us. Well, I, you know what? Robert Whitaker, he was a reigning champ, right? Uh, he got totally destroyed in front of his home country against for a lot of people. 60,000 people were there when Israel Adesanya put him out rather easily. You know, So he's got to come back, and he's got to destroy Darren Till here. He got something to prove. Uh, but Darren Till, the situation he's in right now, I mean, this is like his time to, to put himself in contention uh, for a belt. And he's kind of had that unique uh, run where he's been stopped, he's been beat, he's had a lot of hype. But uh, this is his fight to re- either earn – I don't think he earns the title shot in a win. I don't no. care what passion it is. But he earns the right to fight uh, Jack Hermanson. So Jack yeah. Hermanson has already called this fight out. So if he does win in any fashion, he's fighting Jack. And uh, mm-hmm. 
Israel Adesanya and Costa apparently is the fight that's in place. Like, we really don't know if that is actual, like, the, like real news. You know what I mean? But it is the fight, though. Costa deserves the fight against Israel. Grace Jones versus but, uh, Ricky Martin. This, yeah, this is not a necessarily a number one contender fight. But if Robert Whitaker loses, he, he's got – there's more, like, I mean, he's losing a lot, losing to Darren Till here. And yeah. I think he's better than that. And I think he probably knocks Darren Till out in, in under three rounds. Till will put up a fight. I mean, he's a fighter. I mean, he's he's but I I just can't trust him in this fight. Whitaker's got a lot to prove and come back from getting uh just getting steamrolled by Izzy, who's the goat. And I know he wants to get that back, and I'd love to see him running back. And Absolutely. I hate Hillary Clinton, and I hate his tattoo. So Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Did you did you make your pick, uh, Arlo? You pick oh, Bobby yeah, Knuckles. Okay. Awesome. Right on. I mean, I, I can't go against the guy that has a nickname Bobby Knuckles. That's fucking gangster right. name I've ever heard. His, uh, his nickname is <laughs> actually the Reaper. The Reaper, but everybody like, calls him no, Bobby Knuckles. Like, Dude, yeah. my nickname's Reaper, not Bobby Knuckles. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I don't care. It's Bobby Knuckles. From, Bobby Knuckles from here on out. Yeah, it's yeah, Bobby Knuckles. The Reaper, the Mauler, and the Reaper return Saturday, and the Brick fights the tomorrow. Brick night, tomorrow. So. Bro, we covered a lot of shit tonight, guys. A lot of shit. Um, yeah, we did. And we're on overtime. Real good stuff, Yep. Man. We got to get ready to wrap this up. Hell yeah. Well, guys, uh, this was an awesome uh, night. Um, you know, we had to make up from last week. Uh, we covered a lot. Um, there's still a lot that we didn't even discuss. But nah. if well, uh, we, you don't want to catch up on any of the news... Just go to fightbookmma.com. out there, bro, that uh, we missed last week because my dog was sick. He got sent to the hospital. Um, yep. He had kidney failure. Uh, and I started GoFundMe, and I got a ton of support. Uh, I hit my goal. Uh, we were able to get my dog out of the hospital today, um, and he's looking better. So I want to thank each and everybody, every one of you who, who helped out, uh, who shared, who contributed. Uh, we really appreciate everything you did. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Yeah, oh. man, that's some some good news right there, brother. To have your fur baby back in your arms, back at home, and just chilling. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Bird, well, guys. Yes, sir. Um, thanks uh, to everybody that tuned in. I know we went over time, but like I said, we we had time to uh, uh, make up. So um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Brave, shout out to Fight TV, shout out to everybody that, uh, like I said, that's listening, that's supporting Fight Book MMA, supporting Sitting Ringside. Please go to uh, to uh, Pandora, um, look us up there, subscribe to our channel there. We really would like uh, to get those numbers up on there. Um, like I said, if you guys need any uh, updated news, just head out to fightbookmma.com. Show support to our YouTube channel as well. Um, it's uh, steadily growing, but we need to hit that thousand uh, uh, subscriber mark because once we do that, we I can start doing some giveaways. Yep. So uh, let's make it happen, y'all. Um, Don't forget. Yep. Also, our other sponsor, uh, Unchained uh, Supplements. Head out to uh, unchainedsupplements.com. Use our promo code FIGHTBOOKMMA. You will get 10% off your first purchase. And shout out to HKA USA because now we are able to have our own uh, <laughs> our own uh, fighting gear. 
Um, so uh, show your support there too. If you guys want some uh, gear for, uh, you know, you sparring or whatever, fighting. Training gear. You'll be able to, Everything. yeah, you'll be able to use our, uh, our uh, boxing gloves. So, but uh, yeah, man, other than that, Arlo, close out the show, brother. Boom. Okay. You know, I, I get a lot of random stuff throughout the week because I do other things. I've been getting a lot of people, you know, just, so I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's this COVID situation or what, with the way the economy is, the way the world is, the way everything is going right now. Get a lot of people hit me up that's down. So I'm going to tell people right now, have faith in your journey. Have faith in your choices. Have faith that it's going to change your life for the better. Okay? Just keep keep going on the path you're going on. You got you, you to gotta go through the hard days to earn those best days of your life. Like we always do about this time. Uh, when you remember, when you want the best seat in the house, there's only one place to be, baby. That's sitting with the full horsemen of combat sports, often imitated, never duplicated, baby. Till next Thursday, we're out.